Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome into Footnotes, Kevin Foot on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros, simulcast on Stadium 32.3-133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111-706-0111 on this. I don't know what to think Monday. I just, you know, baseball-wise. Things went just about perfect. Uh, obviously, my number one priority is the Astros. Uh, they very easily could have got swept, but they ended up sweeping. Uh, it was kind of like um, someone asked, when was the last time a team came so close to losing but won every game? And I said, well, I don't know the last time was, but the 2005 World Series – the Astros got swept by the White Sox, and they um, no one held more than a two-run lead in the whole series, and that was the and well, the one team led more than two runs in the whole series, and that was the Astros, and they got swept. They just uh, you know they lost what three run game three one run games, one of them in like what was it fifteen innings or so. The Astros love playing long postseason games. They now have the only 18-inning postseason wins in, in baseball history. They lost in 16 to the Mets in, in the uh, 86 in LCS. And what was it, 15 innings, 14, 15 innings or something like that. They lost to the White Sox in, in, in the 2005 World Series. So they lost three games by one run, one game by two runs, and they got swept. And they really could have won every game. They just didn't, kind of like the Mariners over the weekend. Uh, so my number one priority is the Astros. My number two priority is all the teams that everyone picks that the national media thinks all of baseball revolves around. I'll pull against them. But, you know, some of those teams in and of themselves, I don't really hate. It's just they are who they are. Like, you know, how, how many, you know, all year long, all we talked about in the National League, you know, the Braves are ineligible. I'll tell you all that before the season started. The Braves had a, a really nice um, medicine season, but they were ineligible, and they got eliminated. Uh, the Dodgers, you know, for a team that won 111 games, not a, not a, a lot of people were kind of penciling them in, but not everybody because you could see they didn't have really a bullpen. I don't follow – the punks enough to know why their manager did what they did. But this, what he did, but this cat Anderson has been pitching well all year. He throws five shutout innings. Why did they pull him? I, if someone knows that, ex, please explain it to me. Um, you know, the, the fifth and the sixth seed in the national league is playing or playing in the, uh, in the NLCS. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, and the Phillies didn't even have one. They they base essentially have co-closers, and one of them gets hurt celebrating going into the postseason. Like that whole celebrating stuff. I mean, I, I, it is crazy to me to get yourself hurt celebrating. Just chill a little bit. Um, 
And then we'll find out what happens with the Yankees. So the Astros for the sixth straight season. No American League team's ever done this. For the sixth straight season, the Astros are at least in the ALCS. Never been done. Um, Now, again, that's a little deceiving because until 1969, it had no chance of being done because there was no. The... On the flip side of that, just to, so people understand history, on the flip side of that, the Dodgers won 111 games and lost in the first round, which is, an, again, another example. So many of the times that the Dodgers and the Yankees made the World Series prior to 1969, they wouldn't have even been in the World Series had they had one or two or three rounds of the playoffs to go through. Like you do now, like a lot of those times that they they wouldn't have played in the World Series all those years if they, I mean they'd have won some of their playoff, but they wouldn't have got to the World Series a lot of those years, and them winning 111 games this year and going getting eliminated in the first round is another example of that. In my lifetime, I think I'm right here. In my lifetime. The two teams that have won the most games didn't even win a playoff series. The Mariners won 116 games, got beat by the Yankees. The the Punks won 111 games that got beat in the first round by a team that that, that, that they own. And so, again, for for the first 100 years, a lot of those teams that made the World Series would not have made the World Series under the current format. They just would not have. So baseball was almost perfect. For me, And so on one side, things are going swimmingly. On the other side, football-wise, things are not going swimmingly. The defense, the Saints have played three games. The defense has been atrocious in three of them. Atrocious. Just terrible. I know they're playing without three of their top five cornerbacks. But still, you, you got I, – I don't know. You know, it's kind of like when you have one of these game plans, it's like a certain game plan has been effective against the Bengals this year. So they – it's a less aggressive game plan. So they tried it, and it kind of sort of worked a little bit here and there. But the, the, um, the Bengals were just incredibly patient, and they just kept dinking and dunking and dinking and dunking and dinking and dunking, and they kept – and they couldn't stop them. Now, they had two chances in the game. I, I really, I'd have to go back, I guess, and I watched every play of the game. But I guess I'd have to go back and really pay it. I, I think some of the tackling stuff people are talking about is overrated as a criticism. Um, but there were two plays. You know, they didn't really put a lot of pressure on Burrow, and I think some of that was was by the by by the plan. That, that was it was game plan that way. Um, there was the play where they put pressure on him deep in their own territory in the fourth quarter, and he got away and completed a pass for a first down. If they get a sack right there and they're punting from inside their ten or five, whatever they'd have been punting from deep, uh, they they might have won the game. And then the one play where they got a lot of pressure on him and didn't bring him down, but they didn't really miss a tackle. They just didn't get to him. 
for I mean for whatever reason. And when when, when Burrow ran it in for the touchdown, the touchdown at the end when he missed the tackle, I mean, I was. Not happy that he missed the tackle, but I, w- I was kind of, oh, man, that kind of gives the Saints a chance. I mean, other than that, they were just going to kick a last-second field goal and win 27-26. I-, 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 I wasn't that upset about that missed tackle. Now, I hope that everyone understands. Look, Andy Dalton's done fine. He do- He's done what a backup, what a veteran backup is supposed to do. He's actually played just a smidge better than I thought he would. He's done what a backup, veteran backup's supposed to do. But he, like I've said from the beginning, everyone that wanted him to be the starter, and I'll probably still be, but I wanted to be the starter, he has, there, he has a ceiling. He's only, he can only do so much. He has a ceiling, and it's not a high ceiling. It's a low ceiling. So, I mean, he's done fine, but... He just he just can't get to that next level. He's not capable of it. He's never been capable of it. So hopefully people understand that. Again, he's fi- he's done fine. They could if the defense was playing well, he'd have been winning. The defense is not playing. Everybody's building up Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush won games because the defense is playing great. The Saints defense is stunk in three of the six games. Just awful. So, um, not good. That part's not good. I still think this should be a good defense. Uh, but, I mean, they got to – that's they one got to get back, and they got to get going. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. Let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Um, so, I don't know. The first thing that's got to happen – well – I thought yesterday was the best. I understand they didn't get it done in the red zone. But it was the best offensive play calling of the season. You know, they did things that I've been crying for them to do for a long, long time. Batman threw passes. Now, Let let me put it this way. I guess I'd say in the first three quarters, it was the best game plan. It was the best called offensive game. They kind of went away from Batman in the fourth quarter. Like, yeah, he got stopped on a few plays. But you're you're not going to run for yards every play. The other team's going to stop you sometimes. I mean, they got away from Batman way too soon. And he completed a couple passes yesterday for first down. They should have continued that. I still maintain that the best offensive play for the New Orleans Saints is if Batman is at quarterback and he drops back to pass and he scrambles. That didn't. Ha- that has not happened. That did not happen one time yesterday. They've got to utilize. I'm not talking about the plan runs, which is fine. The plan runs are fine. Here and there, they've worked great. He's had a lot of big runs. I'm not against the plan runs. I'm saying him scrambling is the best play they got in the book. And he didn't scramble one time yesterday. I I, I thought, again, I, I thought for the most part, 
It was the best plan that they had offensively all season. It was executed in a in, for the most part. I mean, look, the offense was not bad yesterday. They just didn't finish drives. And they converted some third downs down the field on some pa- a couple of them were down the field, a couple of them were short. They, there was some execution there. We saw some execution. And I thought some good play calling. But then and then but then after, I don't know, late third quarter, early the whole fourth quarter, Batman was on the sideline. He wasn't it's like they they stopped him a few times and so they stopped using him. Well, no, that that that, that that's dumb, I think. I I thought the play calling in the fourth quarter w- was bad. But for the first three quarters, I thought it was pretty good. Um just frustrating. But again, that 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 loss was not on the offense. Uh that now I cannot believe what the punter did. But again, it was an awful punt. He's been a great punter since he got here and he choked like a dog yesterday. But again, I, I was when it happened, I'm like, yeah, that is awful. I can't believe he did that. But it might actually work in the Saints' favor because just like the missed tackle, like you were getting the ball back. The problem is you're getting the ball back to a game manager who's not really capable of doing what, what was being asked to be done. That's why he cannot be your starting quarterback. People need to get that out of their heads. Like, like I said, if, if, if the starting quarterback all season was Andy Dalton, the Saints wouldn't have beat the Falcons. The Saints would be 1-5 right now. Because he's not capable of doing what Jameis did at the end of the Falcon game. He's not capable of doing that. He has a very low ceiling. Very low. All right. We'll take a timeout. Got some of that off of my chest. And we will. Uh, we have open phone lines for two hours like we normally do on a Monday. We'll take Get to the hotline when we come back on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Let your voice be heard. Hello. Give us a call on the hotline at 337-706-0111 and speak your mind. Hello. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Welcome back to the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Want to remind you, when in doubt, first of all, the game hotline is 706-0111. 706-0111. If you would like to get in, certainly feel free to call. You want to talk about the Saints and all their misery, baseball, all kinds of Really, they, there were some exciting games. The home fans have been just elect. I mean, the Mariner fans are unbelievable. They really were. I mean, they were unbelievable. And the uh, Padre fans, great atmosphere. Uh, the Cleveland, I mean, really, I mean, the, 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 the atmospheres, the electricity in all these stadiums in Philly too, that it was awesome. Really? I mean, I I think the baseball playoffs so far have been fabulous. So any, any, um, any thoughts on that LSU with a huge win? I mean, a huge win. I, I, again, I did not know what to expect. 
I had really figured trying to figure out what's going on. And, and right now, I think what a lot of people are starting to say is maybe Tennessee's just good. Maybe, maybe the best thing to do is say, you know what? Tennessee's just good this year. Give them credit. Don't get all down because you lose a game to a really good team and move on. And that's that's what LSU did. And, uh, you know, uh, great victory. Uh, Kayshawn Butte kind of got back into it as a factor. And, and Josh Williams, who some people have been hinting that he's really their best running back, and, and he showed that might be correct. And so I think it sounds like LSU answered a lot of offensive questions or found some answers to questions that have been part of, you know, plaguing the offense all season long, and we'll see what happens. So great win for LSU, and uh, by the way, we're not, I don't know how much we're going to get to it today, but it's a huge week in high school football coming up. We've had some kind of down weeks, and the schedule is eh, eh. Had a huge game last Thursday, Turlings and LCA. And this is by far the best week schedule of the week. So we will, we don't normally get to high school football Monday, but we will be talking more high school football as the week goes on because week eight, uh, I haven't looked at week nine and week 10, to be honest, but I don't, I don't think there's any way it could be as, as, as big as week eight. So I think this has been the, uh, the best weekend of the high school football season coming up. And all of the really big games are Friday. Yeah. You know, Thursday games are fine here and there, but I don't like when a really big game is on a Thursday. The really big games are Friday, so that's a that that, that that's a good thing. Um, again, the game hotline is seven zero six zero one one one. If you would like to get in, um, I don't just so frustrated. Obviously, right now, um. Saturday was just feeling fabulous. Uh, the Astros, that game, it just kept going and going and going. And I was, I was very disappointed in in Christian Vasquez, and I'm sco- I'm sure Squidward was very happy in that moment because I was just convinced. I when the Astros picked him up, I'm like, I I just think he's going to be a guy that's going to. Punch singles, you know, just punch little two-out singles or, you know, the in the situation I'm talking about Saturday where, you know, you have runners on the corner. Was it runners on the corners or runners on second and third? No, they got the bunt down. So runners on second and third with one out If you and, and you probably win the game. If you just put the ball in play and he's right on top of the ball and he struck out and he, he did terrible in that game. I mean, he looked terrible. Uh, very disappointed in, uh, in Christian Vasquez. But they got the win in the end, and, and you know, they're going to have to play better. I mean, again, the the Mariners, I think, were a good young team. I picked them to go to the playoffs, and they and they made the playoffs. Their pitching was not as good as it was, as I said, a year ago. Uh, so they got to beef up their bullpen a little bit. But I think their offense, you can just tell. I mean, they've got good young starting pitching. I mean, Kirby's good. And Gilbert is good, and Castillo is still fairly young, and he's really good. Like, they've got a rotation, and Robbie Ray will, will pitch better this year. He's had a medicine season. He, he won the um, the Cy Young out of the blue for the first time, so he, he was going to have a medicine season, and he did. But and he, So he's going to be better. So their rotation is set. They just got to get a little better in the bullpen, and they've got, you know, Rodriguez is just an electric 
player in center field. And they've got a lot of good players. The Astros finally got Ty France out. Like, you know, they hadn't got him out all his whole career. And he didn't have a long career, but they hadn't got him out the last two years. But they got him out in the postseason when it really mattered. So that was good. And, man, Luis Garcia just pitched fabulous in, the, in, in relief. Fabulous. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Morning there, Foot. How you doing this morning? Oh, I don't know. It's a, Like I said, it's an I don't know how to feel. I mean, the football is just miserable, and baseball things are going very well. So I'm, it's just such a clash of emotions. Nah, can't tell me that you're surprised that things are doing so bad. Man. Come on, man. And the reason why I say that is, okay, this is the point I'm about to prove. Okay. The Lakers in basketball, they get all these highly coveted big names, and what do they do? They lose, okay? In football, I'm just saying, the Saints went out and they got all these highly publicized and all these, you know, big names and everything, and they lose it. It's very hard to get big name players in the system to all mesh together and to see eye to eye, okay? But I, I don't really think, but but they didn't go out. I mean, I guess you could say Matthew has an ego and is kind of a high-profile player, but, um, I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't look at Jarvis Landry as an ego, high-profile player. I, I don't look at I'm Marcus saying, May as an ego, high-profile po- player. I mean, the only one that fits that bill is, is Matthew and – I mean, he hasn't done anything, but he's not the reason why they're losing. I mean, they're losing because, you well, know. He hadn't showed up. Well, the, the, mean, the, 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 look, the, the defense overall has not played well. It, it, it just hasn't. Uh, they lost one game. They, 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 they lost because they turned over the football, and the officials stole one game from them, might have stole a second one, and, and they turned over the football. Superman fumbled against right. Tampa. And and uh, Z twenty eight fumbled and gave a game to just gate and, and missed field goals. That has nothing to do with that. I mean, they lost the game because their running backs fumbled the football. Their kicker decided all of a sudden he can't kick and missed two field goals in Arneville. And and the officials stole a game and a half from them. Well, I mean, look the Dodgers. I mean, they get all these highly publicized names. They lose in the first round. The Yankees they soon to lose. Now the point I was about to make is. The Astros, where are they right now? They in the ALCS, right? Right. If I'm wrong, okay? They in the AFCS. How many times they go out and they get these high-profile players? Never, hardly, ever, ever. They develop their talent. That's true. They do a good job. That's true. When you develop develop your talent, chances are they're going to mesh together a lot easier than these highly publicized. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. I agree with that. Now, now, uh, I will agree with you. I mean, one of the smartest things that you've ever said is um, the NFL is controlled by the officials, okay? Now, I'm, I'm not one to blame losses on officials, okay? The better team always wins in the game except no, in the NFL because it's controlled true. by officials. Now, I have to say that Alabama-Tennessee game, I'm not blaming it on officials because Alabama's defense is not what it should be, but... They had a bunch of bad calls that 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 were called and calls that were never called that should have been called. They had one play where the Tennessee uh, defender was all over Alabama's wide receiver. I mean, he he legitimately legitimately 
twisted the guy's helmet around, and either pass interference or a face mask could have been called. Did they call it? No. And since when, since when, okay, now correct me if I'm wrong, what's the penalty for in college football for pass interference? 15 yards automatically, right? 15 yards, yes. Okay. They had one penalty call, a pass interference call, where the ref threw the flag and he penalized or whatever you want to say for our he said, I don't know if they actually did, but he said, um, uh, how you how you say that, but uh, penalty will be enforced uh, spot of the football. Like, what the heck is going on? I mean, I think that's true for college football, too. I think it's starting to slowly bleed its way into college football, where officials are, are deciding football games. Well, again, they have always decided football games. It's a big lie. Doesn't mean, you know, again, people have believed that lie, and I've been fighting this for decades. Of course they decide football games. I mean, it, it, too many people bought the lie forever that officials don't decide games. Of course they do. They're the Coaches decide games, players decide games, and officials decide games. The difference is the official is the final authority. Like, the players can do everything perfect if the official messes up. It don't matter what the player did. The coach can do his job perfectly if the official messes up. It don't matter because the players and the coaches don't have the final word. The officials do. And so – It's just that if we could just stop believing the lie, we could actually make some progress here. But everyone believes that lie. And again, we all need to get away from, I don't believe officials decide game. Well, you can believe it. You cannot believe it all you're wrong, but you're wrong because they do every game. And same thing with MLB. The umpire has the final decision. You know, I mean... One of the uh, what's his name? The one that you can't stand that umpire. I had brought his name up a, a while back. Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, and he's been an umpire for many a years. You talking about you know, C.B. Buckner or, or Angel Hernandez? Angel Hernandez, worst umpire ever. Okay, I mean that dude can't umpire a game to save his life. I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, well, yeah, it's just that they have a little less control of the overall game because the balls and strikes is where they kill you. Uh. Uh-uh. But right. other than and that, you you know, the players have a little more control because you can always swing and just hit the ball, whether it's an inch off the plate or not. In football, it don't matter. I mean, they, they are, you know, they can just – and in basketball, they can tell you – they can say, you don't play no more. We're going to call five touch fouls on you. We're not going to call any on the other. And you you have to sit on the bench. You can't play anymore. So, I don't know. It, it's right. a mess. And, let, let, let me get to it. Let me get to a timeout. All right. All right. Thanks for taking my call. All right. Thank, thank you. You too. Again, I get Martin's point that a lot of times you get a you know one of these all-star teams, it doesn't work out. I get that. But really, I think Matthew was the only high pro. The, the Saints lost because, they're, again, they, they lost a game and maybe a second one, but the officials just stole it from them. Uh, they lost one in Arneville because they missed two field goals and they fumbled and gave them a touchdown to a bad football team. They just gave it to them. And then, you know, the defense has been bad. The defense has been bad. They lost yesterday because the defense just can't stop anybody. We'll take a timeout. 
We'll come back with more on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Tune in every weekday at 8.15 a.m. and 3.15 p.m. for the LSU Sports Update, presented by Tibbs Trailers here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Want to remind you, Sweet Dough Pie Festival is coming back on Saturday, October the 29th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. The public will be deciding, and yes, all the great Sweet Dough, pie, sweet dough Pies will be available for purchase. Again, it's Saturday, October the 29th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Grand Coteau Town Park in Grand Coteau. For more information, call 331-6352 or visit the Town of Grand Coteau's Facebook page. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. I'm going to give you a hall pass, your offense, um, you're kind of uh, injury prone right now with, with your receiving crop. And that $21 million man, if he missed another game, there's going to be two and a half years. He hadn't played a, a, a solid season. So I think you need to get rid of him. Uh, Defensive-wise, uh, I think you need to hire another defense, uh, defensive coordinator. And your head coach need to quit calling the defense and focus on other things. Because he don't put pressure on the offensive opponent. He he blitzed three times yesterday, and when he blitzed, they were successful. He just sit back and, and try to let his full down lineman make a play. You have to put pressure on the quarterback. If you give me or yourself three seconds, three and a half seconds, I'm going to pick you apart. Yeah, they, they haven't done a lot of blitzing this year. And, no, and, and, and look, and, and, I kind of get it yesterday when you're missing your best cover corner and, and two and three, well, two of your top four and three of your top five cornerbacks. But 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 before that, when though even before that, when those guys were playing, they haven't done a lot of blitzing. I I, I don't I don't get it either. Right, but but at that and and with that said, that it, it whether your your defense is you, you heard of that. I'm paying you a million, two million dollars. Next man up. If you're in the yeah, NFL, that, I don't care I mean, if you're the best player or the or the practice squad player. Next yeah. man up. Well, yeah, uh, I but mean, uh, I mean, people the, say that. I mean, it, up, it's league? not like the next guy didn't step up and play. I mean, he played. It's not like they said, oh, we didn't quit. I mean, the next guy steps up, but that don't mean he's going to play as well. That next man up stuff is is true, but, I mean, what does it even really mean? It's not like the, the next guy it, didn't it come. The next guy played. I mean, he didn't lot. not play. It means a lot. I mean, and your play calling at the end was terrible. That last drive, I, you know, you get one first down the game over with. You, you're going to run. run. Yeah, people say that. They, that's not true. They had to get two first downs. Now, well, they, I mean, get the first one. You got to get one. Yeah, they, get the I mean, uh, I, I, I don't know. In the fourth quarter, they forgot about Batman. I don't know why. Well, right, right. That's to it. And then now, now that you, you, your team is opposite. The last four games, you didn't play the first half. You played the second half. Now you're playing just the first half. What, what's your problem? That's coaching. Well, I, I think I think they the did fine in the third quarter. They did fine in the third quarter. They just didn't do well in the fourth quarter. I, 
you know, it's like they it's like they stopped him once or twice and then they just gave up on it. Well, the other team is gonna gonna stop you sometime. I mean, you can't just give up. You, yeah. It's not gonna work play, every play. Play calling, play calling is bad. You need an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator. In the that world. was the best play it, calling the Saints have done in a while on offense. But again, only for three quarters. In the fourth quarter, I, I, well, I agree with you. I thought you it was bad in the fourth job, quarter. Because you got to coach four quarters. You got to coach four yeah. quarters. So hopefully Thursday night. You can, you know, just as bad as you would need a win, the other team, the Arizona, need a win. Too. They need a win, too. And the problem is, I think the Saints are better than them, but playing on a Thursday is not good because probably none of these guys, these guys that didn't play yesterday are not going to play. Preseason is over, which what's the problem? Well, the problem is you you got to have players. They don't have players. You have They're players. all hurt. What you mean? Look, I thought the backup the, wide receivers. The guy, the guy that came off the practice squad yesterday, yesterday morning, he scored a touchdown. Yeah, and Callaway and try to get him and make a play. They did, and Callaway made some plays, and Kirkwood made a nice play. I mean, it's they not like they, the wide receivers did terrible. They did fine, but they're still fourth and fifth and sixth string wide receivers. And, and uh, the problem is when, when you get in a situation at the end of a game, like the Saints had a great chance to win the game yesterday. They had three timeouts. They had a hundred, a minute and 57 seconds. You have, when you have a backup quarterback, backup quarterbacks are not made for those situations. So that's they why have a lot you of backup quarterbacks playing right now in the, in the NFL and they winning. Stop with that. No, 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 uh, no, but wait a minute. Are they, but they're winning because of defense. They're not winning because they're, 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 they're doing what Jameis did in the last two minutes of the Falcon game. They're not winning. Backups are not going to come through in those situations. Backups are going to come through. If you play defense, if you run the ball, like if the saints would have got one more turnover yesterday, they'd have won. They just, they just couldn't. They just needed one more turnover. It's just that simple. They just didn't get it. Well, well, hope, hopefully you can start winning football games. I don't know. We want these discussions. If not, you're gonna. Have I don't know how they're gonna win the Thursday. Saints the problem, the problem with Thursday is the Saints don't know how to defend a mobile quarterback, and they might be playing one of the most two or three most mobile quarterbacks in the whole league this week. So we'll see. Okay. All right. Just, I mean, I thought that I really, I thought the offense did fine. I mean, I don't, I, I wish that I scored one or two more touchdowns, and I wish they would not have um, forgotten about Batman in the fourth quarter. But, but, but Dennis Allen's not calling the offensive plays, and. I guess it's possible that he's not doing as good a job as a defensive coordinator or as a defensive play caller, as a head coach. I guess that's possible. But, I mean, there are offensive play coaches. There are head coaches who are the offensive play callers all over the league. The Bengals are doing it. The Rams are doing it. The Saints did it for years with the quitter. And, you know, there are there are offensive – there are others too. I mean, where the head coach is calling the plays and they, you know, I, I, it's possible that it's somehow 
he hasn't called the defensive plays in a while, so the defense is not as good. But I, I don't know that that's it. I mean, we don't know that. That's just that's just a guess that he's not. I, you know, everyone's all down on Dennis Allen. I'm not really down on Dennis Allen. I mean, he, you know, as far as his game management decisions, he onside kicked a few weeks ago. I would not have done that. Um, he hasn't. He hasn't uh, wasted a bunch of timeouts like Casper always did. He hasn't made a bunch of stupid challenges because he's mad like the quitter always did. So I, I don't know. He hasn't been a game management nightmare. Now, his primary unit, the defense, has not played well. There's no arguing that. I mean, they have played miserable, miserable for three of the six games. Uh, and the other games, they've played fine. But – um. The offense has done well, I think, two weeks in a row. The defense just did not hold up its end of the bargain. And, the again, I'm not saying it's impossible for a quarterback, a backup quarterback to lead a two-minute offense. But it, backup quarterbacks can win if the defense plays well and you run the football and you put them in, in in good situations, yeah, you can win with a bad. The Saints could have won yesterday. Saints were one play away from winning yesterday. One play. They make that one play, everybody's talking about how great everything's are. They were one play away from winning yesterday. Like, that's like major, not all, but the majority of NFL football games are like that. You got to make one more play. That's it. Um, And... They didn't get them on every blitz because, again, the, the, two, the two plays that were the most the biggest problem is they had a potentially for a sack. They didn't even really get their hands on them. But they had them in a, in a pickle inside his own 20. And, and if they make that sack, I think there's an excellent chance to win the game. And, uh, and, and when, they, when they bull rushed him and he got by him and ran for a touchdown, that would have been a field goal. If, if, they, don't, if they make the play there, I think, they had an excellent chance to win the game. But they didn't. You know, I, I don't – I think the tackling thing is overrated. Do I wish they would tackle better? Sure, certainly. But I, I think that part is overrated. I think they just – they didn't – I don't even know if they, they technically even had a missed tackle. They got all around them. They didn't get him. I, I don't know what they did. Very frustrating. But I think I think the play calling the last two weeks have been has been much better, much more creative. They're doing things that the that the quitter wasn't even doing. That I we screamed for years. Do this, do this. I love Batman needs to throw the football. And it didn't all he threw the bomb yesterday. It didn't work, but I still think that's good. You need to do it. Now, I'd prefer they do it on first down not second or third down, but they they threw the ball. And it doesn't have to be a bomb. He threw a couple for first downs. That's good. That should be easy. So they've got to just take it, continue to take advantage of that. So, again, there, I, th- I see progress being made, but you got to win games. You just have to. Just have to win games. They're just not winning them. So, you know, it's like the Raiders. Raiders have played a lot of good games. They're just not winning them. I mean, 
I mean, they they just you gotta win games. It's um it's crazy. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hey Kevin. Howdy. Oh um, <clears throat> I'm not a like baseball aficionado, but uh man, Luis Garcia played pretty well uh Saturday. He was awesome. Like he was he was he was fantastic. And uh how fitting was it for Jeremy Pena to come in clutch, you know, um uh, since he was, I don't know, you talked about how, like, rookies, uh, you know, can't, in the moment, they're not, you know, made for playoff baseball, you know. Normally that that and is he, true. And he hasn't been fabulous, but he's gotten some, he really has gotten he, some big hits. Clutch, like, yes, right? yes, yes, okay. um, yes. So, yeah, I thought it was pretty, I don't know. It's pretty cool. It, it seemed like uh, just everyone, it was, the game was just waiting for one big swing. You know, yes. inning after inning. Anyways, I thought it was pretty great. Um, but yeah, uh, on to the Saints. Like, it's, I can't see us winning uh, Thursday either. You know, DeAndre Hopkins is coming back, right? Oh yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, like, how- and you know, Lattimore's probably not going to play if he didn't play Sunday. And you know, and I, like, I for- hope Alave plays. Uh, Alave might play. From what I've read, uh, everyone that was injured, like Mark, uh, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, and Marshawn Lattimore, they're not. They're going to be out. But uh, there's a chance that Alave plays, and we're going to need him. <laughs> um, so on that last drive uh, after um, the Jamar Chase touch, touchdown, there was a thought in my head, just slightly, that they might have put Jamison. I, I don't know. I, I, because in my head at the time, I was like, there's no way that Andy Dalton can come back, yeah. you know. But, I mean, it was close, you know. I just could not believe, dude, after everything, the the way the whole game went, that we that we lost. I, I don't know. It's just. Yeah, crazy, I mean, they had you know? to lead almost the whole game. And, and they just, they weren't well, able to pass block well enough. On that third down play, but I didn't. I didn't like the play call there. I mean, that's what put Batman in there and throw the bar. Let him run back and scramble and and get the four yards. I don't. It, it, so frustrating. Because for um, the most part, they did pretty well on third down offensively in the game. They just didn't when they absolutely needed to. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. I just. I, it's frustrating. Anyways, I had lost my train of thought there. All right. But uh, I appreciate it, man. Thanks Thank for you. the call. All right. We'll take a timeout, come back, finish out the first hour on this, I don't know what to think, Monday edition of Footnotes on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Want to remind you, crunch time will be at Twin Peaks from 4 to 6 on Thursday. Man, the game was just played, and now the Saints have my hate Thursday night football. But Thursday will be a lot better because crunch time will be at Twin Peaks from 4 to 6 on Johnson Street doing the show live. Come out and hang out with the fellas, uh, Miguez and Mesh. And talk about the Saints game that's going to be coming up that evening. Again, Twin Peaks, eat drinks and scenic views. Twin Peaks, Miguez and Mesh, Twin, uh, Crunch Time will be held live on Thursday. So go out and visit and talk football with them. So 
Um, it is. We talked a lot about the the similarities between the Cajuns and the Saints this year, and the Cajuns were able to get the big win that could potentially turn around their season or put them in position to maybe do it. The Saints, uh, that was kind of yesterday. And so Thursday's another opportunity. I mean, the only way to get out of this hole was to win two or three games in a row. And, you know, doesn't look like they're going to have a lot of healthy bodies to do that again but some kind of way they got to find a way to win. This is a is this a winnable game? Of course it is. The Cardinals are not a great football team. But they're getting their best player back after a six-game suspension and matchup-wise they have a mobile quarterback and the Saints traditionally or in the in recent years they do not know how to defend running quarterbacks. They're just terrible at it. And so it's it's a it's an awful situation to have to play Thursday. I'd feel much better if it was Sunday, but they don't ask they don't ask me when they set the schedule for sure because I do it fairly and they they rarely do. All right, that's it for the first hour. Another hour to follow on the game. When it comes to the best booty and crackling, broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Simulcast on Stadium 32.3, 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111, 1-1, if you would like to get in, open phone lines this whole hour again, as we normally do on a Monday. And, I mean, there's so much to get into. There's the frustration and misery of the Saints. There is um, great victory for LSU. Uh, McNeese is, again, it's different. A lot of us had high hopes for the Saints. I don't know that that many people had really high hopes for for McNeese, you know, and, and they lost and they were kind of expected to. Uh, the Cajuns played Wednesday, so that was seems like a long that seems like a long time ago now. And they're going to into a stretch here where they're playing two games where they could easily win or they could easily lose. And and that's kind of every game for them. You know, uh, there were some people that were shocked that they beat Marshall. I think the Cajuns and Marshall are very similar in a lot of ways. Uh, the Cajuns made a few more plays. The Cajuns' uh, passing game was more effective than Marshall's passing game. And so that made the difference, and they won. And uh, so great win there. Again, the Cajuns were very fortunate to beat Arkansas State last year, a really bad Arkansas State team. Arkansas State's better this year. And so – it took an historic, what, 10 play, I mean, 20 play, 90 something yard drive for them to beat a bad Arkansas State team last season. And Arkansas State's made progress. They've played much more competitively. And so this is, they're playing a better Arkansas State team. So we'll see what the Cajuns do. And then they play Southern Miss. Those teams played through a virtual draw. Uh, Southern Miss won, what, like 20 to 19 or something, 21 19, something like that. It was a very, very close game. So these are two winnable games. 
We'll see if the Cajuns can, uh, how they do. Obviously, lots of Major League Baseball to talk about. Um, to the astonishment of many, the Padres eliminated the Punks and the Phillies beat the Braves. And so you have the Phillies and the Padres in the NLCS. We'll find out tonight who the Astros play in the ALCS. And uh, the Astros will play the winner of the Guardians and the Yankees, 6 o'clock tonight, Aaron Savali and um, Jamison Tyon pitch. And, you know, I don't know that either team has an idea of what's gonna who, what these two guys are going to do. And I don't think they're going to go more than about four innings and then if they pitch well at all. And then the, it'll be a bullpen game. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, sir. Yes, I got a few points today. I want to, uh, you know, give you your, your prompts because I think this NFL football season shows more than any in recent memory how the, as you like to say, the QWs are wrong about their belief in the over-importance of the quarterback. Now, yeah, I, I believe that the quarterback's important, but just goes to show you, you know, look at the teams. You got Giants, you got the Jets, you got, uh, you know, they, they, they beat, uh, you got the Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pittsburgh beat uh, Brady, Brady, Rodgers, uh, you know, I mean, they, all, they get beat by quarterbacks that are not even, you know, just just show that it's silly to believe. Now, listen, I, I love great quarterback play, but it's silly to believe that that's the be-all, the end-all, you know. Uh, so I just wanted to give you a little shout-out right there. I think this NFL season is showing that the QWs are, are incorrect about, you know, their love of the quarterback. Uh, also, man, LSU's quarterback, LSU's quarterback is like, somebody flipped the switch on him Saturday. He was hitting his second, third receiver. He was putting balls on the money. He was patient. Uh, you know, it, it was very enjoyable, very enjoyable to see, uh, you know, his progress. I don't know exactly what happened. And, and Kevin, you know, uh, we all know that when you different defenses pre, pre, you know present different problems, but uh, wasn't like he was playing. No, no disrespect, but uh, wasn't playing big niche with, with our right. secondary. You know, so uh, it, it was it was quite uh, quite enjoyable. Okay, and the Saints, Kevin. Okay, you know. Just afraid, and, and I know we have it. I'm I'm one to say that Amos has not had enough time. I mean, hasn't been on the field enough, and you know, injuries. And man, I'm just afraid we don't have a quarterback, Kevin. It's starting to worry me, but I'm not I'm not, not there yet. Well, look, if Jameis, you know, he's got they, they say he's got three different injuries. If he if he's not healthy, then yeah, they don't. I mean. You know, with Andy Dalton, they got to manage the game. They got to put him in good situations. He's not capable yeah. of throwing the ball down the field and, and, and having an explosive no. passing game. He's just not capable of it. And so, and, and I, I don't think, I don't think, in in in, in reference to Martin's point, I, I really don't think that any of the of the 
additions or big ego issues or causing any trouble or not gelling, other than the fact that they're not on the field, you know, and I think we're probably seeing why Kyron Matthew well, didn't have a 20 teams chasing after him. I, I mean, I just think he's very limited. He's, you know, not nearly as fast as he was. Not, He's never been big, and I don't know if he was ever a great tackler, but you know, I think they're just showing some of his uh, his limitations. Right. And in reference to tackling, you know, it, it turned out good, like you said yesterday, but man, we we are we are just really soft at tacklers, Kevin. I mean, and then I know in that one instance, or maybe in an instance or two, it helps you. But overall, you just got to tackle better. I mean, I mean, your safety has to be able to come in and hold on and get somebody on the ground. I mean. Matthew can't at all. He, he's just really. I mean, look, everyone he's hated Mark. A lot of people hated Marcus Williams. They didn't want Marcus well, I, Williams. No, I, never, I, I wasn't one of them, Kevin. I was not definitely not one of them that hated Marcus Williams. But uh, very encouraged by LSU's quarterback. Of course, we don't need to get carried away because there are a lot of, a lot of things to get done. But uh, very happy. And, of course, one more thing. Jeremy Payne, you see it sh- to me. It shows when you're surrounded by veterans in a great clubhouse, locker room, whatever you want to call it. I think in any sport, but maybe more so in baseball, how what he's been able to do, and like you pointed out, he hasn't had a you know a great season, super great season, you know, pretty adequate for a rookie, but his postseason has been No, he's gotten some spectacular. He's been an unsung oh, hero, yeah. no question, yes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Thank Kevin, you. Take it easy, man. All Hang right. in there. I'm trying. I'm trying. I've been trying for months, and it's just not it, – sometimes it works out, sometimes it don't. All right. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, Kev. What's happening, man? It's been I, a little while, bud. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Kevin, I, I heard this morning on national radio, I didn't know you have an option uh, after you play overseas, London and whatnot, that you have the option to play the next week or be off. Uh, and that was the case for the Saints and Green Bay. Green Bay had the option uh, to play the following week, or they they could they decided to play the following week. Well, why would you do that, though? I, I I have I have no idea. I heard that this morning, and I wanted to pass that to you today. But you have they they asked the uh, team if you want to play the the next week or not, uh, and you know that's that's a fact. I heard that this morning. So you're saying you could the, the team can determine their bye week? Yes, because you're playing out of you're playing out of the country, and you could decide if you play the next week or not. Uh, and great that we talk about that about Green Bay this morning, uh, how they in disarray, how they should have played, how they should have been off or not. Uh, but they gave them the option if they wanted to play or not uh, after that. Kevin, what, and one more thing, when are you when are you going to want to part ways with Michael Thomas? I'm so tired of seeing him on the injured list. He's played, what, three games in the last three years? It's time to, to port ways with this guy, man. Well, after talent, this season, just, yeah. I mean, if, if he doesn't play all season, then it is. No question. I mean, I, you had to try to get something. I mean, again, you can't trade him. What you going to get for him? A cup of coffee? No, I know. I mean. I know. He, he's, he's just been a big. Yeah, he, I know. He I, he's killed him. He yeah. He's just a big, he's just a big disappointment, man. Yes. But I'll let you go, Kev. All right. Good hearing from you. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, 
I agree. If he doesn't do anything this year, then you gotta you gotta just release him and move forward. I mean, yeah, that's what you gotta do. But um, it is you had to try to get something out of him, and it look it's looking like they're not gonna get much to anything out of him. Um, but again, if if they had, that's day one, and Jarvis wasn't hurt, and Alave was hurt. Not having Michael Thomas is not a huge factor in them losing so far. It's just the fact that all those other guys are hurt, too, along with him. I mean, they can win without Plastic Man. They just, there's enough good wide receivers there. I mean, even yesterday, I didn't think the wide receiver play was bad. It made some plays, made some third down. Like Kirk Kirkwood made a really nice catch for a first down. Uh, Callaway had a couple catches. One of the things that they've got to stop doing is, I don't understand these coaches. They they have to coach them right. Like if you get the first down and you've got like three or four guys tugging on you. Why are these guys fighting for one extra yard? Okay, so it's third and two, say, from your own 30, and you complete a pass for four yards. Who cares if you get six yards? You already got the first down. Why are you fighting and trying to fumble for an extra one or two yards against three different guys who are all punching at the football? I don't understand it. Like, I don't get it. Go down. That stuff drives me bonkers. I mean, I mean, do they not coach this or do they just never listen to the coaches? Like, you have to know, once you get the first, now if you're in the open field, and you can make a move and run and get extra yardage, yeah. But when you got guys hanging all over you and punching at the football, why in the world are you fighting for an extra two yards when you already have the first down? I, there's gonna If I have a heart attack one day, it's going to be because of officials or because some moron is fighting for extra yards. Speaking of Michael Thomas, you remember that guy? Against Denver his rookie year, twice he fumbled. Because he was fighting for extra yards after getting the first down. Stuff drives me bonkers. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. You and I have been discussing that for a while. I don't get it. For a while. Well, let me ask you something, Kevin. Foot. Let me ask you something. I, and, and I heard you early. I'm not going to let you off the hook because that's uh, – I, I don't know. I can't believe you said that, though. But <laughs> did I hear you say – Tackling is overrated, Kevin Foote. No, I, I said that the, that they lost the game yesterday because of poor tackling is an over was an overrated statement. But that was a big part of why they lost. And the first thing I thought about last night watching the Cowboy game and stuff, that guy we let go and traded, we should have had that guy because they kept made some plays last night, man. You to tackle him, I guarantee okay, so, he'll tackle you. Okay, and again, you know? I, I was worried about defending the run. Because losing him, and at times they defended the run okay, but at times they haven't. So, um, like, what tackling or what play or two are, are you talking about? Well, I mean, one of them with Chase when the guy is right there on him. I mean, he's right on the sideline, dude. He was pushing me. He's out of bounds or whatever. You yeah, gotta make but that again play. at that I mean, time they were gonna lose twenty-seven, I mean, twenty-six. That actually gave them a chance to win the game. 
Now they don't have the quarterback. If he tackles that guy right there, they lose 27-26, and they don't even get the ball back. So at least they have a chance this way. So by you saying that, that's saying you don't really have confidence in the D, and I know you don't. So you don't have confidence in the D of maybe stopping them. So that's what. Well, they would only needed to get. They were only going to feel that way. They were only going to get. They were were going to only need like five more yards. (laughs) No, I had no confidence. They haven't stopped them once the whole game. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm I'm, I'm trying to make it clear what you were saying. I'm like, tackling is not overrated. Well, they were already past midfield, though. Even if he makes the tackle. You can't tackle people. You you have a bad defense. I don't care how many all-stars you have, pro bowlers you have on defense. You can't tackle. That means you got a bad defense. The problem with yesterday was that they couldn't stop him. Not that they couldn't tackle him. Yeah, did they miss some tackles? Yeah, but – they, they, the problem was they couldn't get enough pressure on the quarterback without making it uh, an all-out blitz situation, and they didn't want to all-out blitz it because they're playing without three of their top five cornerbacks, and they didn't trust the guys they had on the field to cover. And the, their problem hey, you know yesterday what? was covering. It wasn't tackling. They couldn't cover anyone. You know what? I tell you what, dog, looking at some of these games this weekend, college football too, man, the, the – the Saints can sure use that guy, Kincaid, from Utah. Man, that guy's a big-time baller, a tight end. Play a tight end, he's something like it's like a you know big receiver, but he's a tight end. Though. And man, that's another thing ball, yesterday. Man. Troutman, they're starting to work him in. He's had a couple catches. He made a nice catch yesterday, and he hurts himself running. Not even running. He was just walking across the – Walking. The, I yeah. mean, uh, so, unbelievable. Saying, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, it's – I don't know, we got a snake bitten year looking at us right now, I believe, you know. That's three in a row. We haven't had a healthy team in over three seasons. I mean, it's unbelievable. This guy yeah. gets hurt walking across the line of scrimmage. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm hang up and listen, Kel. All right. No, that's just it's just unbelievable. Just disgusting. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll be back on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home. For the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. It's not uncommon here on Footnotes for Kevin Foote's voice and his blood pressure to rise rapidly during the show. The fat guys like you and me need to be watching mop-up time just like the stars do. Sometimes it rises a little too high. That is stupid. Stupid. Not to worry, we have EMT standing by just in case Foot passes out. Back to more Footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. The game hotline is 706-0111. 706-0111 if you would like to get in. Want to remind you the Tesh Project is hosting the Shake Your Trail Feather Paddle Parade and Party in the Park this Saturday, October the 22nd. A pair of live Cajun bands will escort paddlers as they go from Poche Bridge to Bro Bridge from 10 a.m. to noon. After the paddle parade, there will be free celebration at the park in Bro Bridge from 11.30 to 2. Horace Trahan and the Austin Express will be playing. There will be all kind of kids' activities, food, drinks, bird costume prizes, and a kayak raffle. Come paddle and join the front. 
the fun with the pre- the test project on October the 22nd in Brobridge. For more information, the website is teshproject.org. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111-706-0111 on this just I'm just befuddled. Again, on one hand, the you know, the Saints situation is is awful. It's bad, disappointing. Lots of heartache, lots of frustration, lots of misery. <clears throat> On the Astros side of things, it's um, you know, a lot of good. You're you you've qualified for the ALCS for the sixth straight season. And if I'm remembering the years correct. The year before that, they, they had a winning season but didn't make the playoffs. And the year before that, they were just one bullpen explode blow up away from being in the ALCS and that year too. You know, they had the Royals beat after Correa hit that three-run homer and they just let him off the hook. The defense just imploded. Now, the Royals were really good that year, don't get me wrong, but uh, they had him beat. They just – their defense just wasn't – I mean, the the defense. The, the bullpen, which is defense, but the bullpen uh, just wasn't good enough. But <clears throat> incredible what they've done. So we know three of the final four in baseball. We find out the fourth one tonight. The Yankees play against the Guardians. And uh, I, don't, I don't know what to expect in that game. The Guardians have been a great comeback team all year long. I don't know how because they can't hit and they pitch. And, and they don't play – the Guardians don't make any sense. They're a pitching team that doesn't play defense real well. And they can't hit, but they make all these comebacks. I mean, what? Like, the Guardians make no sense. They don't make any sense at all. Uh, and yet, if they win tonight, they're in the ALCS. So we'll see what happens. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. 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 Yes, sir. Kevin? Yes, sir. Howdy. Howdy. Um, I got two comments and just a statement. Number one, um, about the Saints, we should have kept Marcus Williams and C.D. Deuce. We should have paid him. And I think it's all about money. I hate to say it. The other thing I want to say is, uh, is that we might as well look for a quarterback in the draft because right now I hate to say it. I think Winston was pretty good, um, but he's not winning games for us. And then uh, Dawson's just a game manager. So, those are the two things that I kind of wanted to bring up. And like I, everybody else is saying, the defense just they didn't make the plays they needed to yesterday. The offense played good and scored the points that we needed to. We should have won this game. Yes. Point blank. <laughs> well, thought, it was a winnable I thought, game. I mean, it was <laughs> certainly winnable. Fan. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, I thought, to pay the truth, I looked at this game, I saw that, you know, the Bengals had all three of their wide receivers. I said, damn, we're going to go into this game and lose it. And the biggest disappointment is, is that we went into this game thinking we were going to lose it, and the Saints gave us hope, and then we were disappointed to lose it at the end. Yeah, I thought we were going to lose, and we had a chance to win, and that's crazy. So, no, that's yeah, true. I, I think you feel like a lot of Saints feel, fans feel yesterday and this morning. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I appreciate so, the call. That, uh, no problem. Thank you. Thank you. Um, again, I didn't feel good. I said during I said it on what Thursday and Friday, or whenever I was back. 
I don't know. I'm, last week was like a blur for me. But um, if Higgins didn't play, I thought the Saints could win. Uh, I didn't when Hig when I heard that Higgins was playing, I didn't feel good just because I, I didn't like the matchups with the Saints are out. You know, Taylor's out and. That's day one's out, and P.J. Williams is like your fourth or fifth cornerback, depending on what defense you're playing, and, and he's out. And so, um, you know, you had two of your top three, but you just still didn't have a, a, the kind of cornerback depth that you'd like to have. And so with them having all three receivers, I just I didn't like that matchup. You know, I, I think they would have been able to cover him just a little bit better had Higgins not been there. And and it might have worked out. Um, again, you're just you a game that you led the whole way virtually. Um, you just needed to make one more play. The defense just couldn't stop them. Their plan on defense kind of worked here and there, but overall, they just want their plan was based on getting pressure on quarterback without pressuring. And the defensive line has just been a major disappointment. Just is. It's been a major disappointment. They ain't gotten any pressure without pressure. Now, they had that one drive where they came after him twice. They got two sacks, but then he made the 52-yard field goal. So it, 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 it was nice that they didn't score a touchdown, but they still got points out of it. And the offense did its part. You know, I was not as encouraged with the offense against Seattle as most people. Because I didn't, I thought there was a lot of fool's goal in it. But the offense actually executed pretty well. I mean, for most of the game, except for the red zone, the play calling I thought was good. The execution was good. Uh, you know, playing with a backup quarterback and and without your top three receivers, and then you lose your top tight end. I mean, the offense did fine, considering he didn't have its top tight end. It didn't have his number one receiver, his number two receiver, his number three receiver. And didn't have a starting quarterback. The offense did fine in terms of moving the ball, except for when the game's on the line <clears throat> without real playmakers, it's hard to do that stuff. And even with all of that said, if Callaway could have just kept it, when the guy fell down and undercut him at the end, if he could just find a way to stay up and not get undercut, when the I mean, he could have made that play. That would have been tremendous. I don't know if they'd have scored. He'd have had to break a tackle and score. Or <clears throat> they just, just so frustrating. So, 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 so frustrating. Again, the game hotline is 706-0111. Now, as far as tonight, um, well, and football-wise, you got the Broncos playing the Chargers. The Broncos play better against the Chargers historically than they do against the Chiefs or the Raiders. So, you know, they beat the Chargers. The Broncos weren't very good at the end of last season. Um, They beat the Chargers at home last year. That was the game my family went to. Um, And so they, for whatever reason – tend to match up better with the Chargers than they do their the other teams in their division in recent years. So we'll we'll see how that plays out. Again, the other game is a night game is the night baseball game starts at 6. 
So if you want to watch both, they're not going to be starting at the exact same time before you have to start flicking. But um, again, uh, you would the the most of the season the Yankees have been better at home than the road. Um, the problem is if they do fall behind early and they start booing at home, then that could work against them. We'll see how that plays out. Um, I think Tyon's better than Savali. Uh, I don't think either one of them are upper echelon pitchers, and I think they're not going to matter. Unless unless one of them just pitches awful, they're not going to matter that much because they're going to pull them in like the fourth or fifth inning, and it's going to all be up to the bullpen and the offense anyway. Now, again, if one of them goes up and gives up five or six runs in the inning, then, yeah, then it's going to matter. But if the game's like three to two or three to three or four to three in the fourth inning, they're going to pull both pitchers, and they're not going to ride these two starting pitchers for very long. So they're not going to really factor that much in the decision unless they just get totally shelled or throw five shutout innings, which I don't think either one of them is going to do, but that's why they play the game. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. We love talking about sports. Yeah. You love listening to sports. Yeah. Sounds like we were meant to be together, or at least friends with benefits. Aren't you glad you found us? Back to more of the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Phone number or the hotline is 706-0111. 706-0111. remind you. Please make sure to join RP3 in the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Saturday at the Heritage Housing located 3350 North Frontage Road in Jennings. Swing by and register to spin the wheel for a chance to score a pair of McNeese State football tickets and more prizes. So make sure this Saturday you're out traveling Head over to Jennings, talk sports with RP3, and win some prizes, including McNeese football tickets at the Heritage Housing in Jennings. See, um, on, from 11 to 1, 3350 North Frontage Road in Jennings. All right. If you're an Astro fan, who do you want to win tonight? A lot of ways to look at this. I had an Astro fan friend over the weekend text me and said, go Yankees. You don't hear Astro fans say, go Yankees anymore. And we didn't get into a deep discussion about it, but what I'm thinking he's thinking is that the Yankees don't pitch as well as Cleveland. The Yankees have maybe not as much depth as they would like in their rotation or in their bullpen. And so he's thinking the Astros, I'm I'm guessing, um, he's thinking the Astros' pitching advantage will be 
more accentuated. Uh, they'll have more of an advantage in pitching staff versus pitching staff than if they were going against the Guardians. I could buy that argument. Um, then there's the argument that the Yankees just have more potential offensively than the Guardians do. So, and the Astros at times have proven that they don't score runs. <laughs> like, what if the Astros, they've scored what, four runs? No, what, four, one, five runs in their last two games. It's not none, but it, you know, they only scored one. They didn't score any runs in the first 17 innings. Now, again, they're facing against. You know, a team that knows them and 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 it's and they're on the road and and they've got all these screaming fans and they're you know I get some of that, but um, no, it is uh, I don't know I I then there's the fan that I kind of fall into again I, I typically in baseball more it's more than in baseball than it is in football, um. It's somewhat in football, but it's more of a baseball thing. You know, the the networks and most of the national baseball media, they kind of focus on the Yankees, uh, a little bit the Mets when the Mets are doing good, and the Red Sox, and then the Punks. And they, and they think all of baseball revolves around those few teams. And when the Braves are doing well, they kind of lump them in there. That the Braves are more of an '80s, '90 thing in the in the height of the you know Ted Turner and TBS and all that, all the TBS fans we have around. Um, and so you know, here and there you can lump the Braves in there too, depending on how you look at it. But they're the like the national teams that they think that the whole sport revolves around. So if you're not a fan of one of those teams, then you kind of like when those teams lose because then you say you know the ratings are not as good. I'm sure baseball was not happy at all that the Braves lost and the Punks lost. But it, but if your if your happiness or your satisfaction as a baseball fan is not based off the ratings, then you don't care. So you kind of root against those teams because they get all the publicity and they get all of they you know they get treated more special than the rest of everyone else. So, um, kind of you know the old redheaded stepchild kind of thing. But, you know, and so I, I, I get both sides. I really do. I get, I get both sides. I don't know what to, what's going to happen, but we will, um, we will see. I think it's just going to be about who can get the big hit late. And, you know, the home run that Judge hit the other night, it was, it was a fastball right down the middle. I mean, you just you can't. He's struggling right now. They've even booed him over the weekend. You, you, you just if you're if you're the Guardians, you just can't throw fastballs down the middle. And if you're the Yankees, you just got to make somebody else besides Ramirez beat you. Like the rest of their lineup is just not that good. So you, you got to make someone else besides Ramirez beat you. Now, you know they got a couple other guys who can hit. Um. You know, Gonzalez, the rookie, he got the home game-winning homer against the Rays. He got the big two-run single on Saturday in the ninth. So it's not like no one else has done anything. But if I'm a Yankee fan, I'm thinking, man, I just cannot let Ramirez beat me. 
and and for the most part, you're not going to probably give up more than about three runs if you if you don't let Ramirez go off. Um, and if you're a Yankee fan, you're thinking if I give up three runs, I should win the game. That's what you're kind of you should be thinking. So we'll see what happens in that in in, in that matchup tonight. We'll see how the you know Boone took a lot of heat for not throwing his bait, his so say closer. And again, I, you know Peralta got it done yesterday. Could he have got it done Saturday? Why, if he got it done so easily yesterday, why couldn't he have done it Saturday? See, a lot of times, a lot of times, it's just the execution of the players. I mean, sometimes the manager makes really bad decisions. But sometimes, you know, it, the players just have to execute. You know, you just do. The beginning of that that game-winning rally for the Guardians was a blue double. I mean, it wasn't like the pitcher got killed. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, Kevin. How Howdy. you doing? Oh, hey, I was man. wondering if you thought, like I do, that is it just a coincidence that the, the four teams in the – postseason baseball that receive buys, that would be the Braves, the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Astros are all struck. I mean, you know, the Dodgers out, Braves out, Yankees fighting for their lives, and even the Astros, that has to be the, the closest three-game sweep in the history of sports. Um, is, it, is that a coincidence to you or, or? No, I don't, I don't think it's a coincidence. Again, um, you know, we t- we talked about this a lot in the nineties. I mean, you know, team, even the Braves, they'd win all these games, and they they talked about how they some teams are built for one sixty two, but they're not really built for five. Uh, maybe a little more for seven, but not really built for these five game playoff series. So, you know, I, I, and plus that's baseball. Like the 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 yeah, best team doesn't always win in baseball. Fight. I yeah, mean, I, I, I could see your point if it was just you know one or two teams, but all four of us are would you know it, it seemed tense to me. I, I don't know. I, I just something. Um, I mean, it, 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 the season is a, is a marathon, and then you get to postseason, and they're asking you to sprint. Right, you know, and the and, other and thing is, I don't know that. Home, I just don't think home field matters that much in baseball, unless you have a no, really unique no, scenario. I just don't think it matters that much. Not at all. I'm not sure who I want to play in the ALCS. Uh, I will say this, Kevin. If Cleveland wins and you're left with the Astros, the Guardians, the Phillies, and the Padres, we're going to be a prohibitive favorite from here on in. Well, yeah, but that don't mean anything. We learned that against the Braves. We learned that against the Nationals. That doesn't mean anything. No one's going to be pulling for us either. Well, that's fine. You can bet on I'm just saying. Can so. you imagine, though, can you imagine Dave being out there and being one of these moronic fans that really thinks that banging on the trash cans is responsible for all this success the Astros have had in the last six years? That there are people that really believe that. Yeah, that, that, and they still are. I mean, I, I don't see as incredible. much of it online as I used to, but it, it, there's, there's, still, there's still people out there who think it made a difference. Um it's um, incredible. Drives me nuts. Yeah. But <laughs> so, but anyway, um, 
I will say this. I, I, I'm, I'm hanging on every pitch for this division series, oh. and I'm always that way in the World Series. But for some reason, I seem to relax and enjoy the, the league championship series more. Maybe, yeah, you know, in Astros history, I guess because we're always playing the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Cardinals and you know, these established teams that are where we're perceived to be the underdog. You know, um, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Every pitch. Oh, every pitch. Every pitch. It's, it's, it's tough. Yes. Yeah. So I appreciate All the right. call, sir. Thank you very much. Absolutely. All right. Let's do this. We'll take a time out. We'll come back, finish out today's show on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. I want to remind you. Go to the game clubhouse by going to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com today where you could win a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lesser Steakhouse, a $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House, or a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen. But you can't win if you don't join. It's simple. It's free. So sign up today. All right. Speaking of the Astros, game one uh, is scheduled for Wednesday in Houston. Uh, all sides point towards Justin Verlander starting that game. He's going to have to pitch a whole lot better than he did his last outing. He got lit. And so, uh, you know, a lot of people think the Astros have this huge advantage. That's only a big advantage if Verlander pitches like regular season Verlander. Of late, Justin Verlander's kind of been like Clayton Kershaw. In the regular season, he's really good. In the postseason, eh, not so much. So we'll see if Verlander pitches well. Um, He will have rested for a week. That first game was Tuesday. And then I'm thinking, you know, Framber will pitch on Thursday. So the Astros are scheduled to play game one Wednesday at 637. Game two on Thursday at 637 starts. Both on TBS. Kind of ironic. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. It's going to be a... Um, you know, obviously, it's it's the championship series. So there's going to be a lot of drama. The The NLCS begins. They're playing at 7.03 on Tuesday and at 3.35 on Wednesday. So a night game Tuesday in San Diego, day game Wednesday. Uh, because the punks got beat, if the Astros keep winning, they'll have home field advantage throughout. Um, but does that matter? I don't. I don't really know that that matters at all. I mean, look at the 2019 World Series. The Astros won the three games in D.C. and they got beat all four games at home. They didn't win a home game. They win one home game. They win the World Series. They didn't win one home game, but they won all three in Washington. I mean, what you know, craziness. So. Um, you know, they won when they won the World Series, they won two games at Dodger Stadium. You know, they they're really in the World Series anyway, haven't really won that all that many home games. So I, I don't know that it's gonna matter if they're the home team or not. Um 
I mean, if they have home field advantage. But the fact is, with the punks out, they will have home field advantage if they keep winning. Of course, got to win first. The You know, it's one thing, you know, the Astros are better than every team that's left. There's no doubt about that. But have we not all, have we not, learned over the years and especially this year that the best in baseball especially the best team whatever that means best the better team whatever that means they don't always win I mean the Dodgers are better than the punks I mean the punks are better than the Padres but they didn't win when it mattered the Braves were better than the Phillies all season but they didn't win when it mattered that It doesn't matter who – the Astros are better than every team that's left. That doesn't mean they're going to beat them. That's baseball. It's just different. Doesn't work. Even in college baseball – and look, I don't like comparing – you can't compare college and professional. But even in college baseball, you know how long it's been since the number one overall seed won? The number one overall seed hardly ever wins the College World Series. Hardly ever. Because it doesn't matter who the best is. It matters who gets the two-out hit in a clutch situation. It matters who's hot at that particular time. It matters who's healthy at that particular time. That's just that's just the way it is. So, uh, you know, we'll see. The, the last two seeds in the National League are playing for the, to go to the World Series. And... You know, it looked like the trade for Hader was not going to work out. And now he got lit for weeks at a time. Got lit. Looked like what in the world is wrong with him? And lately, he's gotten his act together, and he's back to being a dominant closer. Padres have enough starting pitching. The Braves, I mean, the Phillies, you know, Wheeler can pitch and They've got Nola can certainly – I mean, they've probably got enough starting pitching. Do they have enough bullpen to beat the Padres? We'll see. I don't know about that. No question the Astros will have better pitching than everyone, but will they be able to hit? They can't hit with the Padres. They can't hit with the Phillies, and they can't hit with the Yankees. Now, they can outpitch those teams, but the Astros' offense is still mm, – mm, not all that great most of the time. But we'll see. All that matters is you score more runs than the other team. First step first, see who the who they play, and we'll talk more about that matchup in the next coming days. All right, we got through another Monday. Y'all have a nice day.